When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, we made it to Friday and a dreary fall one at that, but no worries. We've got some great people here to warm you guys up on this cool day. We've got Julia in studio and special guest host Patrick Richardson, our laundry guy, the one that's always going to lead us down the right path to make sure everything's clean and tidy. So let's have some fun, guys. That's right. Thank you so much, Grant. Mm -hmm. Okay, Patrick, how are you, darling? Oh, my gosh, I am so good. and I'm so, so incredibly excited to be here. (laughs) I called Grant. I called Patrick yesterday, and I'm like, I know you know about the queen. Will you give me some insights really quick? Because Lori's out. You mm-hmm. gave me a lot. You walked me through Oh, that was who stuff. you were on the phone with yes. on the other side? I heard you because you kept saying, oh, I love you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. Was that him? Yes. <laughs> yes, I was so grateful for it. And I learned today that apparently Joe Souchere is kind of a queen savant. Really? Oh. And, and Reavers just told me I should have called him, and I'm like, oh, yeah, Joel will be on our show. And, and That would know. be that would have been hilarious. I know it. I didn't know that. But anyway, thank you for being here today. Um, it was a big day yesterday, the passing of the queen. Oh, my God. It was, you know, I mean, what, however you feel about the queen, I mean, she's a legend. I mean, she's... 70 years on the throne. I mean, that's... You know, who else works for 70 years? Nobody. Except that woman. You remember there's that woman years ago who worked at Dayton's for 70 years? Other oh, than I that, love, right? Remember, remember, that. remember her? <laughs> but like, nobody works 70 years. And she did. And she was, I mean, she was the queen. She like, was the queen. What else do you say? I, know. I mean, other people now, like, people refer to somebody as queen as like a term of respect or right. like endearment. What's well, because of her? Yes. I mean, she's the original. OG. The queen. Yeah. <laughs> right. The yes queen. The original yeah. yes queen. Isn't yeah. it something? It was, and just, um, you know what's going to happen, but she kind of feels like she devi- defied gravity from a yeah. wicked standpoint. Right. You know, really seriously, she was something. Yeah. I mean, you just kind of thought those hats were going to keep her alive forever. They're beautiful. Right. Her fashion sense yeah. was on. Well, I mean, just. Her love of color. I mean, she was... Why do you think she did that? Um, I think she did it... I think she wore those colors to stand out. Because, you know... She was a woman in a man's world. Right. Yep. And she... You know, I mean, if you look at any pictures, like... And, you know, the British are very, like, conservative. Right. So they all wear, like, navy. And so, you know, there she is in, like, you navy. know, fuchsia or yellow or hot Lime pink. Lime green. Yeah, right. and... You know... Pastels, and, for sure. And, you know, she was the queen, so she could have whatever she wanted. But I think she did it so that, you know, she was a, not a large woman. She no, was a small woman. She, right. And she's, you know, if you look at pictures, even if you look at pictures of other world dignitaries, mm-hmm. she always stands out. She does. You know, because she had those bright colors and, you know, she was, she was something. She was, 
And she Amazing. always matched. Hat yeah. and coat, hat and coat, hat right. and dress, hat and coat. You know, Lori is at the Dior. She went to the right. new Dior gallery. She's in Paris. And had posted on our Instagram um, these beautiful dresses oh. from Gallery, Gallery yeah. Dior. And these just magnificent creations. It's really worth a look if you love fashion mm-hmm. at Lori and Julia on Instagram. But the ones... She posted this beaded, spectacular dress. And, you know, the queen would have Dior come to the palace right. to show her the fashions because mm-hmm. she'd like to touch and feel. Of course. Which is how I feel about buying clothes. Right. And furniture and, yeah. and fabrics and everything, touch and feel. By the way, Mona Williams is also mm-hmm. your store at right. Mall of America. You have your feet in so many different... Know, right. We'll, you know, you, you really know, you'd think Disney. I would just hide on one thing and just go with it. Well, <laughs> we are fortunate that you right. have so, so much lucky. opportunity. Right. And tell, love it and love all of it. Tell us. Okay. So were you at the fair, at the fair, at the Mall of America for the 75th anniversary celebrations? Not 75th. 30. Oh, 30. Yeah. Okay. 70. I really. You got the queen on your mind. I right, do. You know. But the 30th, was it, was it exciting? It is. And you know, I mean, it's funny. I was at the mall I'd already, I'd moved to Minnesota. I, my first day working at Nordstrom when I worked at the Mall of America was on the 10th anniversary. Okay. So I kind of feel like, you know, I mean, the mall and I have kind of been together been for a while. Hanging out. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. my longest relationship. And, <laughs> and, you know, it's really exciting to see the mall still sort of vibrant. Every time, I, every time I go in there, there's new lighting. I mean, the way the light goes through mm-hmm. that, the original design just works for lighting. Right. And makes it feel like a happy place. And there's yeah. always new stores. It really is. Yeah. It, and it's exciting that, you know, I mean, it's still fun. You know, it's still fun for me to go to the mall. And, you know, when you decide it's not fun, you just go ride a roller coaster. And then it's fun again. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, because where else can you go to work and, like, be like, you know what? I'm going to go get... Some Panda Express and ride a roller coaster. Oh. There's nowhere else you can do that. You're, it's amazing. You're so right about that. Okay, so That's your awesome. store in the store, what's happening in the store these days? Oh my gosh. We're I mean laundry, laundry, laundry. You know, it's just like laundry tips, laundry camp, people buying books. I mean, I'm just so lucky. Isn't that great? Are you it's having so old are you still doing fashions um i still do a little bit of vintage i mean sadly i don't really have time to don't right to get into it like i really want to i mean i still have some because i love it Mm -hmm. you know i'm always gonna have a little bit just because it makes me happy right but i'm you know it's just yeah it's fun and and, are the laundry camps selling out um we're not doing them right now i mean i actually shameless plug i have one at why continuing ed tuesday night oh lovely so people could like sign up and go to that one okay um we should post that link. Anyway, yes. Grant, why is um, that a community? Yeah, I'll send yes. It. What was? Yeah, we well, sent it. It's over. Was, I'll send it over. Yep. Anyway, like, so I'm doing that one, and I haven't had time because unofficially, mm-hmm. you didn't hear this from me. No, no. But, there's, a, there's a little birdie in the room. I yeah, don't know who's I, talking right, to me right now. I don't now. know either. But you know, I've is there a newsfeed? Right. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm working on a second book. So, um, I've been doing that, so I haven't really had time to do laundry camps as much. And is it the same, or what are we doing? Um, the, the second, second book, book is about cleaning your house. Oh. Yeah, so it's going to be fun. I hope. I hope everybody thinks it's you, fun. I, well, you already shared a million things with me in the yeah. double wide before we even started. Do you, and it's not like editing, like Marie Kondo no, in your house. No, because, I mean, Marie Kondo does that too yes. well. It's like literally, you know, how to get the fried gunk off your stove, but how to do it environmentally friendly right? and how to make it easy yes. because 
you know, like I think of Martha Stewart, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, she's the legend. But I mean, her. T- I remember once she published how to like clean the sink, and it was like eighteen steps. <laughs> and you know, my idea for cleaning the sink is put a little dish soap in it, and then put a brush on the end of your drill and scrub the sink, and then rinse it out, and you're done. It. You know, it's easy. It's kind of for people who don't love to clean. Right. Because, like, my mom loves to clean, so she will literally get her hands and knees and scrub the kitchen floor for two hours and just think that's, like, the greatest thing in the world. And I don't I don't want to do that. I'm somewhere in between the two because yeah. I do when I clean, when I'm having feelings of any type of feelings, I clean. Yeah, me too. It's a weird, expri- mm-hmm. a weird outlet for me. It's like, you know, my sister will go run. Um, Lori, I think, gets into a book. I mean, everyone does it their mm-hmm. own thing, but you do that. So when I'm feeling happy, sad, mad, glad, but feeling strong yeah. feelings, I find I want to clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I even do it like, um, you know, like if Ross goes out and I just feel kind of lonely, uh-huh. it's just like a great time to, you know, tear apart the den and... And reorganize. Yeah, and I know. Uh-huh. I, I, I so get that. I so get uh-huh. that. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you for hanging out with us today. Yeah, no, I'm so excited. Brittany's in the building, so she's threatening. She might be bopping in, and there's some housewife stuff the two of you can talk about mm-hmm. that I do not know anything about. And she was trying to tell me the other day, and I'm like, um, Lori, you, Brittany, can all have those conversations, but a lot of our listeners are big-time um, followers. Mm-hmm. But when we come back, the the king, the new king, King Charles III, has spoken. We just have a little clip of his lovely, a lovely clip from him about, you know, it's his first time having a public speaking engagement as the new king of right. England, of the Commonwealth. We'll be mm-hmm. right back. All right, thanks for hanging out with us on this Friday, which we've gone from 100 degree weather to 60 degrees. Yeah, last Friday Same it was thing. unbearable. Was, Same thing, but at midnight, the weather changed. It was right. Yeah, you're right, because Saturday it was gorgeous. Yes. Sunday it was gorgeous, but Friday, ooh, that heat was around. Yes, we have Patrick in with us today. Patrick Patrick Richardson, the laundry evangelist, is sitting here. I, we're going to get to one question, because yeah. we don't know how long this woman, uh, Veronica, wants to listen. Yeah. I hope it's all three hours, Veronica. Why and then wouldn't we're going to get to the... Why wouldn't she write? Mm-hmm. Get to the king's uh, yeah. message. So she said she purchased the good oxygen bleach. How much do I use for a load of laundry? Believe it or not, you just use a tablespoon. One tablespoon is enough for a full load of laundry. And nothing, no other soap. Well, you put in your little bit of soap, but you add the bleach. Okay. And it takes out like the odor and like athletic wear, or like if you have a lot of red wine on your stuff or whatever, but just, you know, a tablespoon of oxygen bleach is more than enough. Oh my it's amazing. God. That stuff is like miracle. You know what? It, I really need to like just sell all my other businesses and go into you like need producing to. oxygen. You do need to. I love it so much. I'll be your partner. <laughs> all right. Let's do I'll it. stir the chemicals in the garage. Or She's the green a good things. CEO. Crunch, crunch the herbs up right. or whatever's in it. Yeah. But seriously, that works for everything. It really does. And I've been using it oh, good. religiously. I do everything you tell me to do. Well, thanks. I love that. Okay, so now, we, and if people do have questions, we'll get to it. Send us an email, send us a text, whatever, we'll do it. But in the meantime, I think this is important to hear what the King, King Charles III had to say. I speak to you today with feelings of profound sorrow. Throughout her life, Her Majesty the Queen, my beloved mother, was an inspiration, an example to me and to all my family. And we owe her the most heartfelt debt any family could owe to their mother for her love, affection, guidance, 
understanding and example. Queen Elizabeth was a life well lived, a promise with destiny kept, and she is mourned most deeply in her passing. That promise of lifelong service I renew to you all today. Alongside the personal grief that all my family are feeling, we also share with so many of you in the United Kingdom, in all the countries where the Queen was head of state, in the Commonwealth and across the world, a deep sense of gratitude for the more than 70 years in which my mother as Queen served the people of so many nations. And then we're going to get this next clip. His here. voice, his voice sounds like this guy on Outlander, this actor on Outlander. Yeah. Like to a T. It's not the Matt Smith character that played him as a young Prince Philip, that played Prince Philip. And I know the actor that played him in The Crown, that played Prince Charles in The Crown. But there's no one more. I can't find the guy's name, but it sounds exactly like this guy from Outlander. It's crazy when you hear, because we are not used to hearing him talk. You know, we've heard the Queen. We have not heard him say a lot. Um, so here he is talking about his family now. And who's going to, yeah, and how everything's going to lay out and whatnot. This is also a time of change for my family. I count on the loving help of my darling wife, Camilla. In recognition of her own loyal public service since our marriage 17 years ago, she becomes my queen consort. I know she will bring to the demands of her new role the steadfast devotion to duty on which I have come to rely so much. As my heir, William now assumes the Scottish titles which have meant so much to me. He succeeds me as Duke of Cornwall and takes on the responsibilities for the Duchy of Cornwall, which I have undertaken for more than five decades. Wow. Today, I am proud to create him Prince of Wales to Wusog Cymru, the country whose title I've been so greatly privileged to bear during so much of my life and duty. With Catherine beside him, our new Prince and Princess of Wales will, I know, continue to inspire and lead our national conversations, helping to bring the marginal to the centre ground where vital help can be given. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I want also to express my love for Harry and Meghan as they continue to build their lives overseas. There you go, Grant. Yeah, that was... Uh, so that's Okay. Him. And then there's one more but clip. But before we get to it... Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, I have something stuck in my throat. Okay, so he didn't even say the D- Duke and Duchess of Sussex. No. He said Harry and Meghan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? <clears throat> well, I mean, he obviously is... I'm just going to say he's respecting their wishes to not be part of the royalty. But yet it feels like a slam. Um, because they go by it here. Thoughts? I mean, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I find it interesting that they did not make mention of the Duke of Duke. titles. Yeah, because and maybe it's because their titles the... didn't change. Oh, okay, maybe. Maybe there you go. There, all right, you thank know, you. Maybe, thank maybe you. that was because I mean he was specifically saying you know that. William With, is now the Prince of Wales. Right. But Harry's, may, because Harry's titles didn't change, maybe right. that's why he didn't. Okay. You know. Okay. All right, just checking. People see it. I've been reading a lot of things. People see it. Is he throwing them an olive branch? Um, this is a really critical time, I think, for Prince Harry to figure mm-hmm. out where he's going to be with his family. He was the the last of the grandchildren to get to Belmoro. Okay. Um, the uh, the only people that were with the Queen when she passed were her daughter and her son, Prince Charles and Princess Anne. The rest arrived after she had departed. Right. And then he was the last one to go. He was two hours after the bigger group. Mm-hmm. And then he was the first one to leave. Prince Charles left last night, but he was the first one to leave this morning. And he left alone and took a commercial flight back. Oh. Wow. So... There's that. All right, so now here's how... Do we have enough time for the king? We'll have to come back with that one because we've got like 30 seconds before we're going to bump into traffic here. So we'll come back with this final statement that really is just breathtaking. It's it's his... I figure it's Tobias Menzies is the actor. He sounds exactly like our new king, King Mm -hmm. Charles III, Mm -hmm. the new king. Wild. Because we really are not used to hearing his voice. No, not at all. Except for on TV through other people. Right, or, you know tape 17 years ago right i quit listening to those no. i know um all right we're gonna take a quick break we're patrick patrick richardson sitting in today and we're gonna be right back thanks grand all right thanks for hanging out with us um britney is just back from her um debut with the dog on twin cities live listen nice. i've been in this building for a long time <laughs> i've been frisked i've been told to get out of different areas She's you roll of- around with quasi the dog with the, no spine? No, no, he has a spine. He's not like me with you. Right. He has a spine. <laughs> he has short spine syndrome. He's like one of 26 in the whole world it's that happens. Yeah, he looks like a dog that was like a panoramic picture that got like cut off. Or yeah. like yeah. he ran into a wall in like a, a, a Disney show or something. Right. Yeah, he's like oh. compact. Yeah, and yeah. he just picked who's going to win the football game: yeah. the Vikings or the Green Bay Packers. Do you want to know what he, who he picked? Yes, because I like this dog, and I hope I can continue to like him. He picked 
the Vikings. That's right. That a boy. Okay, so we we just did this taste test up here. With um, Patrick gave me two um, Yeti Yeti wine cups. One's purple and one's yellow. They're beautiful. I know they are. And we put them down for Quasi. And Quasi went to the purple one first and yeah. the yellow one second. Yeah. Did he do the same thing down there? And Ex- we decided whoever goes to first is the winner. It's just like the puppy gate. Yeah. Puppy. So uh, Ben was having, you know, had the bowl with the, Vi- you know, he was wearing the Viking hat. He went to Ben's first. So he went to the Viking bowl, took a couple little bites and then went to the Packers and then finished the bowl. So I don't know if that says anything. Well, it says this is who's first. This is who's second. <laughs> right. I mean, that's not hard to figure out. Yeah. Both Patrick, times he you, has said first and second. Exactly. I'm with Patrick. I good. mean, twice he said it. Good twice feelings. It. Good feelings. And the Vikings kick off on Sunday. Yeah, it's a three o'clock, three o'clock game. game. Yeah, second game in the afternoon. So it'll be, and the Twins are playing at home on Sunday too. So Sunday downtown is going to be a big old party. And Post Malone is at Excel downtown St. Oh Paul. Oh my gosh, Sunday what night. a night. It's and a night. 74 degrees, perfect day. Oh, and it's going to be perfect. You're taking your boys, right? I am. You're going mm-hmm. hard that night. We are going hard. <laughs> so the oh, yeah. Monday show might be a little bit delayed. Well, well and Loria will come back from Paris in her usual when she comes back from vacation. I'm discombobulated. Yeah. I need a vacation from this vacation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we were just listening to um, King Charles III give his first public address. And this is the third, first, the third cut of it when he just says something that makes you want to cry. Very, very powerful. In a little over a week's time, we will come together as a nation, as a commonwealth, and indeed a global community to lay my beloved mother to rest. In our sorrow, let us remember and draw strength from the light of her example. On behalf of all my family, I can only offer the most sincere and heartfelt thanks for your condolences and support. They mean more to me than I can ever possibly express. And to my darling Mama, as you begin your last great journey to join my dear late Papa, I want simply to say this. Thank you. Thank you for your love and devotion to our family and to the family of nations you have served so diligently all these years. May flights of angels sing thee to thy rest. That's sweet. How well, could you just die? I'm just I mean, crying. I mean, she was everything. Yeah, and just, I mean, and the thing that we have to remember is, you know, he's now king. I know. But his mom just died. I mean, right? it's not like... You don't have I'm, a mourning period. Yeah, it, I mean, he has his personal grief. Right. As well as having to be... You know, and the, and the thing is, I mean, royal protocol was written when me when no one had emotions about anything, right? And you know, now we can let him have his emotions, but you know, I mean, how sad! Like, I mean, you know, my parents will never die because I will just, you know, fall be, apart. Yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> already ready. Same. Yeah. Oh. 
And it's hard. I lost yeah, that so, one. Yeah. So, I mean, I've just pretty much decided that, you know, they're going to live forever. And sure. Of course. You know, problem solved. And um, just some oil of oregano. I think it'll keep them going. <laughs> and um, but you and know, some oxygen bleach. Right. Some oxygen bleach. <laughs> we'll make everything fine. Of course. Forever. And, you know, but I mean, you have to remember, like, when you hear that, you can just hear his heart breaking. Oh, I know. Because, you know, of course, he is the oldest. I mean, hence the fact that he's still yes. the king. You know, he, I mean, it's still his mom. Like, it's just so dear and sweet. And and it's funny. I was thinking about this a couple of days ago. And then, strangely enough, yesterday, you know, this all started yeah. happening. But I was thinking, we were talking about Camilla. And, you know, she really did make him happy. I know. And I he, mean, and he couldn't be with her. No. And now you look at him and he looks happy. Like you see him and you see a man who's very, very happy, much like your husband now. You know, <laughs> three I mean, weeks. three weeks. He's super happy. He's just, you know, but, you know, he's with the person that he's meant to be with. And so it's he I think he's more in touch with his emotions because. And he's t- and in the speech, he said, my dear, darling wife, Camilla, who I've been with for 13 years. You want to make that clear that we've been together a while. And I was talking with my sister this and we were going back and forth, having a couple arguments. She thought it was rude or mean of the queen to hold on to her title until she died instead of giving it to him five years ago to help the country get used to him being in it with her there. Do you have any thoughts on that? Oh, I I think I, she did it exactly I, like she should. I did too, but my sister felt strongly like maybe she could have helped him more, be more liked. Yeah, I have dual feelings because, I mean, she was so well-loved and I don't think we were ready, especially during all the change that happened. But like, it is wild that, what, a 70, how old is 73-year-old. 73-year-old just acquired a job for the first time. <laughs> They have jobs. Like, well, you know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. So that's a it's a that's a wild thought. I mean Right. Like we, you step into power at seventy two, seventy three, like crazy when you say it that way. Well, is, I mean, you know, with the unemployment rate this low. Right. <laughs> he could have done something. You know. Way to step I'm up. Right. So glad you said it. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm with you. There is there's something to be said about a good transition plan, and it's weird because a part of me goes, "Yeah, like would that have done better?" Um, she still would have had all the same right. things, you know, in yeah. her life, but maybe that would have been less of dealing that kind of that dual feeling. Maybe she could have, he could have enjoyed. I don't want to say promotion, but this right. title, this new title, right? And then when this happened, be able to just kind of singularly feelings instead yeah. of those. I don't know how many feelings you have at once with all of this going on. Right. And there were so many conversations about that. But the thing that I think gets to me, too, is that you brought up Patrick, how he seems so happy. He was forced to marry a virgin right. based on protocol. Right. I mean, he, if you believe that horse riding story, right, but right, go ahead. Right, right, right. Good old Hymans. Um, you're hysterical. But so, anywho, he was in love with Camilla since day right. one. right. They had a connection. Right. And then she goes and marries someone else, and he marries someone else, and they can't quit each other. And, you know, I mean, the thing about Camilla, I mean, it would be like if Jack Kennedy had decided to marry Marilyn Monroe. Right. I mean, the whole world loved Jackie. 
The right. whole world loved Princess Diana. I mean, right. we still talk about Princess Diana, like, oh, Princess Diana's dresses, Princess Diana's hair, Princess, you know, I mean, we talk about her all the time because she was yeah. Jackie Kennedy. So it kind of puts everybody in a hard place because the whole country is like, she's our Jackie Kennedy. Mm-hmm. You know, Princess Diana is the icon. Yeah. You know, and so it puts Camilla in a weird spot. Yep. It, yes. Because, you know, she's not Diana and, you know, I mean, she doesn't dress like, I mean, she's not like her in any way whatsoever. So, you know, I mean, I I don't know. I think they made the best decisions they could and, you know. But you always have that shadow on your shoulder that you're not Princess Diana. I mean, she's, her physical features are compared to a horse. She's, you know, there's always that comparison. Like you say. His children are Diana's. mm -hmm. I mean. And they're not talking, but we're going to talk about Harry's memoir Mm. when we come back. Mm. You are listening to Lori, Julia, Grant, Patrick, Brittany, and whoever else wants to be part of our show (laughs) today. There's (laughs) another microphone. It's an all play. I love it. I know. We'll be right back. Welcome back. During the break, all we're doing is talking books and titles, and you've got to read The Year of Magical Thinking by Joan Didion. You've got to read... Glass Castles by Jeanette Walls and a follow-up, Broken Horses or whatever it is. And I'm like, she was in Studio Twice. I miss she, that. We're just talking books in here. And now we're going to talk about Harry's book, Prince Harry's book. Um, he got $20 million for this book. And then they got this huge Netflix deal, Harry and Meghan did. And so about, we heard it was going to come out um, at the beginning of the new year. It was going to be out for the holiday time. And then we heard... About maybe a month ago that it's being postponed mm-hmm. and that there are no advanced copies going to anyone, blah, blah, blah. And so now in lieu of his grandmother passing and him not having a relationship at all with his brother and his brother won't talk to him because he doesn't trust him because Harry broke his trust when he outed personal family conversations on the Oprah Winfrey doc, you know, right. conversation. And, um, this, I feel like I was so hopeful that this is a big healing time for the brothers and for the dad and Camilla and stuff. So here's what it says is that Prince Harry's publisher remained tight lipped over the memoir in light of the Queen's death. King Charles in Trey Harry's memoir, poll ratings threatens the union. I mean, his memoir, they're already have caused so much disruption in the monarchy. Harry and Meghan, I think, have that. To do this, and I think it was scrapped a little bit because the Queen's Health was failing, there's got to be something in there right? that's going to hurt the monarchy. And I don't know why, as a family member, as a brother, you need to share your side of the story. Because there's always different sides. And you're, if my sister wrote a memoir and it was all about growing up with me, screw you. Go find right. your own story. I mean, this is family. Family's blood is thicker than... Right. Other stuff. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, you know that there's something in it because they're going to postpone it, right? right? If it had been like, how great the queen is, yeah. they would have rushed that sucker to print because we'd be picking it up in November. So clearly there's something that we need to push back. And I think they also said that now he needs to add a couple chapters because they don't want the book to be out of date when it comes right. out. So that he needs to mention the death. But, yeah, obviously there's something in it. That we're not supposed to know. Because why are we being so tight-lipped? If nothing else, if it had been, the Queen's great, 
they would start releasing those clips now to get people ready for it next year. Right. They're not releasing anything. So it's damning. And I don't know why, you know, Harry. They got a ton of money from their mom. Yeah. I mean, they're they're all right. Yeah. They're okay. I mean, they're going to get through. Don't you feel like they have the need to explain their point of view? Like there is. There's something with, I know that you say that, but like if somebody, if they're dealing with trauma, especially Megan's dealing with trauma, like they still feel, I know, roll your eyes. I think that they, and I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. What was her trauma? I just think that the experiences that she had and had feeling the need to explain themselves after they get called spoiled brats for leaving all these things. I think they have that need. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. Three years now. Yeah, I think they still have, and I think they've been working on this book for a while, and they have the need to explain themselves, right or wrong. But you and I feel very strongly about this with anybody. I mean, you and I have talked to strangers about this when they don't even ask us to. Is the people, siblings, need to mend their their issues with each other. Not, and it, I, think it, I think the reason that it got pulled is Harry said, time out, I need to regroup. Yeah. I'm hoping that. Yeah, I'm hoping that the book is basically, you know, because the guy that the ghostwriter got a million dollars to write it. I'm hoping that the ghostwriter is making his money because they're completely rewriting the book. Uh, Right. That would be lovely. I I mean, I think that. And honestly, I think that'd be a smart move because I don't know now, you know, now that you've lost your grandmother, that everybody wants to read about how terrible your life is. I don't want to. When Netflix gives you like, you know, a hundred billion trillion dollars. And you've done nothing. Right. I mean, I, I just don't, you know, how hard is your life? I mean, you you lost your mom and that's terrible. Right. At a young age. Yeah, it's terrible. It's very public, right? And every, you know, and those things. And I think people would be interested in that. Like how how it was to not have your mom and, you know, to be in the spotlight, those sorts of things. You can write those things. But there's no reason to write about your brother, your dad. dad, your grandmother. I mean, you just you don't need to. I mean, no, you know, and, and, go, and get Megan's, a good therapist. And 100 percent. And Megan said in the Oprah interview that the fo- they basically don't answer the phone calls anymore from us. No. I mean, who? OK, if a bunch if if a whole bunch of people aren't answering your phone calls, is it all of them? I'm just saying. Yeah. Anyway, this is. Don't you think? I, I just love think. That. I just think this is. Um, it, but here's the thing: we have to admit too. I'm so sick of how many times you know we had the Oprah interview. How many times they're saying we're coming out with a tell-all and they tell nothing. So I don't know what's worse. I love it. Telling finally some inside scoop of stuff, or like as a reader, and I know this is like bad because we're on the tail end of a big loss. But like, I'm sick of like when they made their podcast and it was just nothing. We're just talking about nothing. And we're like, what are we? I'm sorry, Megan and Harry. Like, you don't interest me unless you give me some dirt. Sorry. So it's, you got to give me dirt to get paid. Yeah. And otherwise, go do something else. Like, I'm not saying they have to write a book. But if you're going to, give me something worth reading. Because I don't know how many times they have done things where they're like, we're going to say. And I think the Oprah interview was the only time where we were like, dang, they really said something. So here's what this this article is saying. Uh, on the one hand, it would seem um, that. You know, the publisher Penguin Random House um, has invested wads of money into this book and the interest in the royal family is about to reach fever pitch. But however, on the other hand, Americans today are demonstrating a surprising level of public grief with the news of Her Majesty passing, um, dominating the New York Times, the Washington Post, the cover of Time, everything is surprising. It might be 
And even in the wake of the Sussex allegations of racism and cruelty, polling done this May this year found that 63% of America's still have a favorable view of the queen. And as against the backdrop, would Penguin Random House risk putting out a book that might run so counter to public sentiment about the queen at a time of global sympathy, you know, sympathy yeah. for the House of Windsor? I don't know. I don't know. Anywho, I, if I was his therapist, mm-hmm. <laughs> which you pretty much are, I'm and sure her, he listens. And hers, mm-hmm. I would just say, you guys, just chill. Right. It's not about you always. Right. Yeah. Get over yourself. But that's right. the thing is, they live in the mindset that it is always about them. And and a part of that was fed into because of how insane paparazzi and, and, and that world is. And now you're in the U.S. and we don't really care now. Like, do something else. Create like a soft drink we can buy. We're fine. Do something else. We're fine right. with that. I'd be, I would be all over a Sussex soft drink. I would be <laughs> I mean, all over it. Especially you know, if they have diet. That's what yeah. I... <laughs> I would be so ready. Or, it's, or a breakfast you guys, cereal. Oh, you, a Sussex are, cereal? Yeah. A, a Sussex cereal? A, a Sussex yeah. cereal. So the dogs, you know, who's going to take care of the who's dogs? Who's taking the... Co- oh, that's the real question. It is. Me? Fine. Grant, uh-huh. did we read the story? Did one of us read the story about the corgis? Okay. Uh, you got it? Well, I know that she was originally, I think, from that story, said that they wanted to do the, the traditional thing and bring her with, but they're going to go against her wishes and find an adoption for the dogs, I believe. Bring I her with? Bring the dogs with. Like, it's tradition in the past where, like, you bring, when you die, the queen would bring her dogs, they would put the dogs down and bury the dogs with What? Right. Yeah. It's like cats and pharaohs with, you know, with, like, yeah. in Egypt and whatnot. Same thing with this. This was a yeah. past. It was, and they would be reincarnated. Okay, so we don't know what's happening with the corgis. They think they're going to get adopted, though. Yes. They're not going to... I would just keep them in there. Yeah, I mean, they they already live there. Yeah. I mean, come on, Charles. I mean, how much... I mean, because really, do we think that the queen... Like, leashed up the corgis and took them outside. There was their 5Ks in. I mean, yeah, yeah, they're corgis, too. It's like, right. I mean, let them run around the castle. How they go? How how amazing would that be if they just existed? They've got short little legs. I wonder what's going to happen at the next gathering. Oh, you guys. All right. TBD. All right. Next hour, we're talking about something completely different that you guys like to talk about. Um, I don't don't know. Is it, is it like, is it going to be ice this weekend? Grant, is it the weather? Like, oh, looking? the weather's beautiful this weekend. It We're is? looking at like 73 and 74 on Saturday and Sunday. Mostly sunny skies, no oh. rain. And then Monday, I think, is going to be like 76 and all our, sunny. Yeah, it's right. beautiful so the next today. Today was just the washout. But day. then we've got some heat Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, mid 80s. So I'm so glad we got bad. to work today <laughs> because it's nasty outside. Yeah. All right, we're going to be right back. This is Lori and Julie on my talk. We're going to take some laundry questions. Some cleaning questions, maybe some doggy questions. We've got a lot of questions. We'll be back.